mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Oh, yes, please go watch the video. Melissa's, she's breakdancing and she's topless. <laughs> I'm sorry, click baiting our Just Patreon. stuff up. <laughs> hey, we have discussed maybe shooting the episodes entirely nude on Patreon. We have, but we said we were going to put it on OnlyFans. Oh, true, 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 true. That makes sense. So, like, what you'd see on Patreon would be from, like, the neck up, and then we do the OnlyFans version that is wider. Or maybe we do the OnlyFans version that's just neck down. Yeah. Because they don't see it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then they have to pay twice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, cross promotion. Promoting. Yeah. Diversify Diversity. your income. <laughs> I was going to say next. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, for now we're not there, but um, uh, we are here. And uh, my name is Megan, and I'm joined by my co-host Melissa. Hello. Woo, woo, woo. This is don't blame me. We're an advice podcast. You call us, you leave us voicemails, and then we give you our sensational, fantastic advice and what we lack in credentials. We make up for. In opinions. In opinions. If you want to leave us a voicemail to be on our show, <laughs> you can call us at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We ask that you are 18 years or older or have your parents' permission to call in. You keep it under three minutes. You let us know your pronouns and you write it down and practice a few times before you call in. It's like what I have to do when I order takeout on the phone. <laughs> Jokes on you. Who I don't still do that. Does that. I don't. If it's I have to call anyone, turns out I've told you that like I really struggle with like my personal identity as like being a millennial or being Gen Z. And I have discovered like I am like in the weird cusp. But what makes me feel like I'm more Gen Z is I didn't have TV. I didn't have cable. So all of like the pop culture references and also I didn't have a lot of money. So like all of like the millennial, like, oh my God, this TV show or like this thing or like this toy. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And so like, I think that's why I relate so much to Gen Z. Um, And also I just think Gen Z is more mentally unwell than millennials. Like, like, I think. I think Gen Z talks more about it. I also do sometimes think that that indicates we're a little more mentally unwell, like the very, oh. very loud and like the the all of that shit, like not not so much bottling it in the crying selfies. I'm like, I relate and I also relate into like Gen Z, like not being able to call for a doctor's appointment or anything like that. This is my well, I don't do that either. And I'm a millennial grandmother. I'm actually kind of I'm in the middle. I'm not quite you know, you're not. I'm in the middle. But, like, I don't put you there because my niece Erlai is there and she is a child. And so, therefore, I will not see you as Gen Z. (laughs) I think that they're too, these generations are too long. They're too fucking long. (laughs) But I feel like I relate to you a lot. But I think we can be a, like, we can be in, like, a window. But, like, I just think that, like, I... The 40-year-olds, of course, no. But you're at the very... (sighs) You're at the... I'm in the last, like, two years. Yeah. And then there's, like, 40-year-olds. But I also think that yours also plays a part because your sisters are younger. So, like, you naturally are, like, more inundated with stuff that, like, you don't grow... Like, not that you might personally grow out of things, like, more, but, But like, you're aware. But my sisters are still older than you. That's true. (laughs) You're just... You're just... You're just... I'm just young. I'm just like cool the cool and millennial, you know. Yeah. What's, what's I, the 411? Like, Mats's brother is also a millennial. Do you know what 411 is? Like, what's the D? But do you know what 411 is? No, because. It's like 911, be, but not an emergency? Kinda. You would call 411 on the phone for information. And so when you say, what's the 411, you're asking for like, what's the information? What's the deep? Who's on the other line? <laughs> just an operator. Like you could literally just call and talk to them. 
What do you ask them for information about? Like Google? It could be like, yeah, like Google. Like uh, what time's the sun going down today? Like, or like what's the number for Dairy Queen? Like you could ask anything. Holy, like it's, a, it's like it's like a hotel concierge, but for everyone? Yeah. yeah. That seems like a rough fucking job. <laughs> Holy I shit. If you just sit and talk to people all day, like whatever. Yeah, I like guess sometimes that's true. I, I remember as a kid just calling just to be like, and I'm sure they were annoyed. Like, why is this little kid calling? But I thought I was very grown up and just like asking like random questions. That's so cute. <laughs> I guess it's like less scary than 911 too. So like you, the stakes are a lot lower for the operators. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm learning so much. Let's get into the update. Yes. Update. This is a caller who's been on a previous episode and we're gonna many previous episodes oh my gosh actually yes it's a series of episodes and even the episode zero that which wasn't is even an episode yet but absolutely wild and also you guys won't be able to see but just know their eyeshadow phenomenal their makeup the whole, f- the whole face uh, beat 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 like, to the gods fantastic mm-hmm. they looked so it made me i was mortified that i showed up <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking sl- i looked awful yeah, I and they like, were like i was trying to look good for you yeah guys. And i was like, like i am so sorry i did I not failed. extend that courtesy mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but uh they're great so uh keep on listening or watching the first time i called was uh season four episode eight i did take notes just so i don't forget Love it well Mo- you're sucking up to melissa that's what she <laughs> likes to hear <laughs> gotcha my dad would be happy he's a virgo <laughs> Uh, so season four, episode eight was with Kingsley. Um, it was uh, me calling because I actually had this like giant crush on one of my sister's friends who I partied during Pride with. Yeah, I remember. And I, remember. I did talk to her, like you guys said. Um, first, she wasn't really okay with it uh, because she was like, no, that'd be weird. I'm just like, yeah, it is weird. Uh, dating <laughs> your sibling's best friend. We're kind of fine now, he and I. We're just really good friends now. Uh, we just go on Twitch and play Fortnite. Cute. Yeah, so we're just really good friends now. I'm actually glad that we're really good friends now. He He's bisexual. He has a really great girlfriend, um, which I'm happy about that because he has had some bad uh, relationships. So I'm just like, go you. So what so- happened in between? I don't know. Like, I was just too scared to tell him, like, how I actually felt. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of scared that since we are kind of a group um, before the pandemic, we would, like, always go out bowling, play laser tag, all that crap. And um, I don't know. I just didn't want to ruin that or make any, like, weird tension with that. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just glad I still have him as a friend. Yeah. Yes. No, I think that's a great call. And uh, you and your sister are good. Yes, we're good. Uh, So season five, episode 22, I called because I wanted to learn how to ghost someone because this girl from my past (laughs) uh, from a treatment center kept messaging me on Instagram and Facebook. And I wanted to be like, how do I eat this girl out of my life? And uh, I did use the advice you guys used on someone else. Uh, So that worked really well. This guy was kind of obsessed with me. I'm just like, yo, I don't have the time for you. Um, which I'm surprised he took that pretty well. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But with this girl, 
<laughs> she posted something on Facebook that really irritated me because she was like saying, oh my gosh, yay, they passed a law to ban abortion in this state. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, like, I believe in her body, her choice. Like, I've actually been to Planned Parenthood with my friends who needed abortions. She was just, like, saying all these stupid shits, saying that abortion is bad, abortion is sin. I'm just like, well, you know what? Praise Satan. Because I don't believe that shit. <laughs> me. Literally me. <laughs> to the point where she, someone commented saying, well, what if they're a victim of sexual assault? And she was like, well, that's their fault for dressing up like a whore. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. As a victim of sexual assault myself who wore a John Cena shirt when it happened to me, I wanted to punch her in the face so bad. Like, you have no fucking idea how much this girl is the most stupidest fucking cunt I have ever met. And also so stupid that she does not know how to spell and know the difference between your and your. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Nothing ruins an argument like that when you're just yeah. like, bitch. And I'll just, I, what I'll do is I'll just type the correct form and just put an asterisk next oh, to I it. I have mm-hmm. multiple times and she still doesn't get it. And oh, what a cunt. She, like, she literally was like, well, if you don't want to get pregnant, then just use condoms and birth control. That's 100%. I'm like, no. It's, it's not like 100%. Like, bitch, have you watched Friends? Come on. Yeah. 98% effective. Oh, and my God. Is like, what, 98.8%? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And that's if you take it at the exact same time every yeah. single day. Yep. And also, I'm pretty sure it doesn't, like, account for, you have to, like, factor in if you're taking, like, supplements or you're on antibiotics, all of that mm-hmm. shit. Body wow. weight. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. This, fuck this bitch. So what happened with her? But Holy yeah, shit. I, uh, she did block me, though, on Facebook for calling her a cunt. Well, Good. Great. Good. I love so that. I love that for you. Completely. Good. Wow. I mean, you, so- you still yeeted her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she yeeted herself. She fucking yeeted herself <laughs> out of your fucking life. Love it. Wow. Yeah. So season six, episode 21, where I talked about uh, my friend who keeps partying during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I did mute her story, which Good. you guys told me to do. And I unmuted her because now recently, because we did work in the same place before I quit, um, we had a very close um, co-worker who unfortunately uh, did tested positive for um, the virus. And unfortunately, uh, she is no longer here with us. I'm so, so sorry. Um, yeah, it's okay. Um, so yeah, we're just like, you know, trying to be yeah. positive, right. keep the memory mm-hmm. um, happy as much as possible. To, uh, that kind of gave her a wake-up call, my friend. Um, she uh, is now extremely following CDC guidelines, especially since uh, she does babysit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Keywords sometimes. She doesn't like kids. But um, <laughs> yeah, she's like now following CDC guidelines. It kind of gave her a wake-up call. And now... Uh, she even listened to me when I was like, hey, just so you know, CDC guidelines, uh, double masking works like 90%. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. And wow. yeah, so I'm really glad that she like now got that wake up call. Mm-hmm. Just sucks it to take yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, unfortunately, that's what happens for, for yes. a lot of people is they don't take it too seriously into someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, there, the amount of people that I've like had fights within my DMs who are like, well, I don't even know anyone who's had it. And I'm like, I do, I mm-hmm. know. And I have friends who've had like family members pass away and all of that kind of stuff. But like people, 
they, they, they compartmentalize and think that like, if they don't know anyone that it's not possible and it can't happen to them. And then when it does, like that's you, no, nobody is safe. And that's so, I'm sorry, but I think it's, I mean, I think you guys, like, I'm obvious, like, I'm so glad that like they're taking it seriously now and that you didn't have to go through like losing someone that, you know, mm-hmm. and then also kind of still have like a friend who is like being reckless and like not someone like it's, I think it's great that you guys can honor their memory together and like mm-hmm. that it nece- like it brought you guys kind of back together, which I think is sweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I've known them since we were like one, we were like babies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Wow. Fuck. Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. Gem- I'm sorry. Yeah. Your Gemini life. <laughs> you like you are like the calls you are naming are like what i were i remember all of them vividly not that i'm saying i don't remember other people's calls yeah. but all of these i'm curious what was your uh first 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 call that megan answered oh, in the yeah. video the first 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 uh mm-hmm. question she answered was the video that she announced her yeah partner. that one yeah mm-hmm. uh i'm was surprised uh i like was like okay i'll just submit in her tumblr anonymously and um it rest in peace tumblr it was me saying how do i deal with my parents uh because i would wear makeup and it they felt like i felt like they were embarrassed of me like looking not like this like Mm -hmm. uh out and about and i felt like they're embarrassed and um you told and i was like should i move out is it bad to like run away from my problems and you said that it would be great for me to move out because it'd be giving me like this like healthy mindset and I was just like okay cool moved out um (sighs) then uh my parents like then like came around so they're okay with it my mom now steals my eyeshadow palette (laughs) (laughs) and recently on Christmas my dad actually gave me some makeup brushes uh, which I thought was so sweet but I didn't want to tell him that they were uh cheap <laughs> <laughs> he made the effort though yeah, so damn. that makes it even cuter that mm-hmm. like they're not good and you're like well I don't want to tell you <laughs> I still have them but I haven't used them oh that is so, so that cute. is so sweet though yeah. I mean shit if I like when I hopefully have kids like I, I think about that with like any like little kids in my life I'm like I hope to God I like hope you're fucking into the same shit that I'm into like that would be so fun like we get to do like I don't know like makeup and musical theater and like Harry Potter like I live for that shit yes I do. I do love a belt in the car. Well, thank you so much. This is like so cool that you've been around for yeah. so long. From the very beginning, not yes. just like episode one, like episode no. zero. Episode <laughs> zero. And you've stuck around. Like that makes me like so happy that yeah, it seems I've like you like the show. A lot of my friends, a fan of you guys oh, as well. Thank you. Thank you. I wish we had like commission links for that, you know? You like know. we're like, we become an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. I would die. Well, thank you so much. This is the life of a disgusting Gemini. (laughs) For real. Whoa! (laughs) We're back. (laughs) If you don't watch the video, you're not getting the full immersive experience. Well, we are so happy. Thank you so much for um, being on the episode. And wow, it's crazy to hear people who've like been around since 17. 
And we never, I don't think we ever once just know this when people call it the amount of times that people have called me multiple times and we have no idea based on your mm-hmm. voice. So I wonder if they call in later on. We we now have we'll so know, many know. samples. We have yes. to fucking know. We know. We, and now we've got like a face. Yeah, so. that helps. It always does. A beautiful does. face. <sighs> a beautiful, beautiful face. Inspiring me. I should put some makeup on sometime, eventually, one day. Well. All right. Well, should we get into the episode? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa and probably no guests because we're in a never-ending pandemic, it feels like. Um, I am 22, a Libra, um, and I am dating a 25-year-old Gemini. Um, I kind of, not kind of, I think mm, I love him. And I know I do, and that's the first time I'm saying it out loud. um, Because before we started dating, he told me that he's never told anyone that he loved him or loved them. And I that freaks me out. That points as a red flag to me, and I don't really know why. And it holds me back from saying it. Like, I don't don't want to say it and then not... get reciprocated, you know, and, or say it and he freaks him out. And I know he really likes me. I just, is it a red flag that a 25-year-old has never said he loves someone before? Other than, like, family, of course, and friends? I don't know. Please give me help. (laughs) Thank you. Let's do that. I don't think think it's a red flag flag at all. No. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, like, it's really common. Like, I think for... (laughs) This is also, like, big Libra energy to me that, like, again, one of my best friends is a Libra. I constantly get pictures of random people on the street being like, I met my husband. I'm like, what's his name? I don't know. I've never spoken to him before. And, like, I love him. Like, he, he, like, not to be, like, you know, astrological stereotypes, but, like, very flirty, fall in love fast, like, X, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But I think not telling someone, you have to like reflect on why is it a red flag to you? Is it a red flag because he's never been in a serious relationship? Is it a red flag because he's been in a serious relationship and like never loved that person? And or is it because the way that he said it made it feel kind of like um, a precursor to like, kind of a fuck boy sort of thing that it's like, oh, that's not something that I do like. Mm-hmm. a walk to remember like you just can't fall in love with me like what why is it a red flag and i think from there then you kind of have to address whatever that issue is because i mean i think if he's never had a serious relationship before like that's okay and i think it's pretty common um and it could also mean that he is just really serious it doesn't just want to say it and like I've dated guys who like have said it and then after not to me, but like I've said it in other relationships. Then when we dated, they were like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't think I meant it before. Like I and that's okay, But like we all see love differently. So like some people really believe like if I love you, like you are the end all be all. You are the one. And like that's it Um, versus like what I've always said is like I can love people who did different people who I've dated 
but I love them for as much as I can love them at that age and where I am in that point in my life. But like when I date somebody else who like I then love, that doesn't completely negate that love. It doesn't, they're just different kinds. So you just have to figure that part of it out. But I will say that like, if you are worried he's not going to say it back, that makes me think that you are, that it's like the, it was a precursor and like, he's like, I'm, that yeah, that like he feels, you don't feel secure, you know? Well, I think she's like also not completely secure in her feelings either because she was like, I think I kind of maybe, and then she's like, I love him. That's the first time I'm, say, I'm saying that out loud. I think she's more so scared about her his feelings because of how strong her feelings mm-hmm. are and because he's never said it. And so I think that she's more like scared that he's just not like that she's in it and he's not like as much as she is but like or she's just putting because she loves him and she's putting that on him she's just like afraid of being rejected yeah i mean my toxic advice is (laughs) like don't say anything and like i think she should wait because she's st- like we're the if we're the first people that you've told mm-hmm. how you feel i think that you should wait and settle into what your feelings are i'm a firm believer in like tell the person that you love them and you it's not about expecting a kind of response back mm-hmm. but that's not i don't mean that in like a selfish way i mean it in the sense that like i'm secure in like our relationship and where we're at this is how i'm feeling and i'm not worried that me saying this is going to like make you run away or like do X, Y, and Z or anything like that, or make you feel obligated to say it back. Like, I just, I just need to say it because like, that's how I feel. And I don't think it's going to change anything in our relationship, but like, I'm just honoring my feelings. But I think that, yeah, I would just like hold off. Did she say how long they were, they've been dating? Mm -mm. Yeah. That's a crucial key part because like, if you've been dating like four months, just wait wait i know if you've been being in a year then that's a problem yeah then i think that's like oh i you just might not be it for like Mm -hmm. you guys just might not be each other's person but your feelings are growing stronger the longer you're being with him and his feelings are just kind of like remaining the same but because i think also like if if you like there's also like the trauma aspect of like does he have like commitment issues like does he have like uh, avoidant attachment style like is it like the blah 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 like are there reasons why he would feel really not comfortable saying that to someone in a relationship like did his parents get divorced was there like a messy thing or like any of that stuff but i would sit on it for a while and just because i I think that you should only say it when you're confident and secure in your relationship and that saying it isn't going to change anything. But if that like time keeps going on and you're afraid it's going to change something like for the worse, then that to me is just a clear sign that you guys aren't meant to be together. Like you should never be afraid of something that you say and sharing your feelings is going to be like too much, like make someone like, oh, wow, like I'm going to run away now. Like that's like, it's not what you said then. It's just like that that's the wrong relationship also i think too because you're 22 and he's 25 that you might 
feel like because he's older than he should have said it by now and it, you can't have things it doesn't work like that it has to be a feeling because that's pretty much the age range when Mods and I started dating I think I was 22 21 22 and I think he was 25 or 26 one of those things um because we're like three more than three and a half years yeah you also just can't put your own trajectory of your relationships and your past history and like all of that stuff onto somebody else and kind of assume even if like all of your friends have been like this or like blah blah blah, and blah, blah all of that i would just be curious if he's ever said it to any one that he's dating dated or if he hasn't been in a serious relationship which makes sense but and also the context of him telling you I've never told someone I love them because it could go one of two ways. It could be a prompted question of like, oh, like The Bachelor, have you ever been in love before? And it's like, oh, no, I haven't. Like I have never really been in any relationships. Like things have kind of always like lasted only a couple months. And like I never have had one of those really yeah. deep connections because I've just haven't focused on it, but I'm like prioritizing it versus yeah, like because that feels like like a good getting to know you. Yeah. Like what's your past relationship like? But like versus which I know you're about to yeah. say like <laughs> of being like yo like I don't tell bitches that I love them. I don't tell females <laughs> that I love yes, them. Yes, females. Like, it's like, not nah, like, I just like those females, like, no. Or or even like a more subtle version of that, which is like, have you ever been in love? And it's like, no, I've like dated around a bunch, but like, I just like don't like that. Like, that's like, love's like a huge thing. Either. And then it becomes this whole like abstract conversation. It's like, what are we talking about? It's like, no, I just have never been like there. Like, who knows? Maybe one day, but I don't know. Like, if he's talking about it in like love as an abstract thing that like kind of sounds like he's like avoided versus oh this has not been like the stars haven't aligned in my life and I'm like looking forward to it or it's I've never wanted to say it in a relationship when I didn't mean it and then once I got to a point where I was with this person for such like x amount of time and I thought that I should feel those feelings and I didn't at that time we broke up like that to me also makes sense but like I do wonder if you're right, though, like it could be like your worry of this is just like insecurity or your worry could be he was dropping a lot of breadcrumbs that like this isn't necessarily great. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I could really use your guys' advice with a situation. So I live with my three best friends, which I realized was my first mistake. And now I'm in a bit of an argument with them after they blew up on me yesterday over spending too much time with my boyfriend. For a bit of a backstory, this was a complaint in my last relationship about two years ago, and they expressed similar feelings to me, but it was hard for me to see where they were coming from because I still made ample time to hang out with them about four times a week, like going and doing stuff, and I lived with two of them at the time, so most days we were hanging out anyways. They were so mean to my ex-boyfriend for no reason. He was overall a good boyfriend to me with no cheating or anything like that. But they wouldn't acknowledge him when he came over, so we felt unwelcome. And for that reason, I would go stay at his place about three nights a week. And the other nights, I'd be home with my roommate watching movies and stuff during the other night. Fast forward to more recently, I started dating my current boyfriend at the beginning of 2020, and he treats me like a queen. When we first started dating, I first sensed some tension when I told my friends the news in our group chat, and no one either replied. Since then, he has come and stayed with me about one to two times a month on the weekends because we live four hours apart right now, while I'm finishing up my last year in college. 
when I go to see him, it's maybe once a month for about four days because my classes are online. I know it's nothing against him because they've made it very clear how much they like him. I mean, he'll buy them dinners when he's here, order them food to our house, and help them with their homework to show them he cares. Also, they can see how well he treats me. But yesterday, besides feeling attacked because it was three against one and brought up in an aggressive way with them screaming at me, I also can't help but think there's something deeper going on here. All of college, they have all three been single, so they spend every day and night together. I never really talk to anyone for a consistent period of time. But I don't know if they're somewhat jealous. It just feels like they don't understand me or what it's like to be in a relationship. Also, my boyfriend is in the military and will be deploying for nine months towards the end of this year. So I feel like it makes sense to see each other a few times a month when we can. I'm going to be moving out in about two months and then going to law school next fall. So I'm wondering if you guys think I should try to salvage these relationships or cut my losses after these two months are over. I just can't help but feel like they don't have the best interest for me. I'm just nervous also about trying to make new friends, especially during the pandemic. So let me know what you guys think. Bye-bye. Okay, so here's my thing. It seems like you're already questioning your relationship with them, like if you should salvage it or not. And I think if you're questioning your relationship with friends that you already like have a, it seems like you've known each other for a while, like at least two years, right? Because she talked about the previous year too. Then I feel like if you're questioning your relationship with them, then you don't want to be friends with them. You shouldn't have to question your relationship with people that you've known for this long. And maybe maybe they are a little bit jealous. I mean, I think that spending four nights a week with people, that's a lot of time. <laughs> like I I would I would only I'd be like one night is enough. But like um, it seems like that you're trying to put in the like effort to be friends with them, but they don't want to be friends with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would also ask yourself. <laughs> They don't want to, I, I don't, wait, wait, they, they don't want to be friends with you. Like they do want to be friends with you, but they don't want to be friends with you. Like whoever you are within a relationship. Yeah. And so what that, that tells me that maybe you're doing things like within your relationship that you don't realize that you're doing that changes part of your personality. Yeah. And I, you mentioned that they've all been single through college. Um, you, to make a snap judgment, you kind of sound like a serial dater. And Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't have that friend in high school who like got a boyfriend and like, just going to say it sometimes gets really fucking annoying. Like, I'm not saying you specifically, but like I had a friend like that, like who just became, Oh my God. Like when we were hanging out, she's talking about him, like being like, Oh my God. And I wasn't jealous. I was just like, can we talk about something else? Like, I'm happy for you. I just like, don't give a shit in like the nicest way possible. I like, I don't really care. Like, I'm happy you're happy. Like, but we don't need to talk about him all the time. And I think a lot of people who uh, are like serial daters, or, like serial monogamists are like, well, my friends should be like happy for me and they, they don't get it. And I just want to like talk about my partner all the time. That's like not what friends are for. And like, as I've gotten older, my friends and I, a, a couple a good, a good amount of my friends are like in like long-term relationships. We like fucking never, ever talk about our significant others like it's mm-hmm. like oh like what's like oh i saw he's golfing like fun cool but like we're not like oh my god he did the cutest thing blah 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 just because like 
Like, I don't think that you talk about much that much. Like, I did get a message from someone who's like a comment on one of my Instagram pictures being like, can you please stop talking about Mots on the podcast? And I was like, anything for you, Chloe, of course. Like, As fuck? someone who talks to you pretty much every day, like, it's not a thing. And when you're talking about him on the podcast, it's because you're relating to another caller whatever fuck them no it's not like oh my god he did the sweetest thing ever like let me tell you that that's something that i think like that's not i think that's annoying when anyone does it like Mm -hmm. regardless of how i feel about like their partner or whatever because i'm friends with them i'm not friends with their relationship like i can get along with the guy like all of that stuff like i can get along great with you and i'm friends with you but like i don't need to put effort into being friends with your romantic relationship (laughs) like especially when just like talking about him but like yeah they live like you guys all live together and you're spending like you said like four days with them are you spending full days or is it like we're spending half the day and then i'm gonna go sleep like then i'm gonna go this place and this place and then blah 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 i am also a little confused because you said that you are long distance but you also said that he lives like four and a half hours away or something like that but you still see him. She goes to see him. Um, when she goes to see him, she stays for like four days. But or then so. how is she only spending four days with her roommates a week? What are you doing the other day? Oh, do you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she's work. She's in law school or she's about to go to law school. So she's in college. Okay. Well, the way that it sounded to me was like y- you were talking about your like social time and it was divvying mm. up. They're getting four days and he gets three. Got it. If that's the case and you are driving four, like if you're doing that, like, like during the week and maybe like one or two times during the week, um, that's like a lot of like mental capacity that you're like thinking about the drive and like planning of the drive. And like, you're naturally probably going to talk about it and like do this and this and this and this and this. But, um, I think it's valid that, like, I think it's equally as possible is, like, that these, they prefer you when you're single in a a non-malicious way that they just, like, they're just kind of, like, annoyed and, like, a little, like, done with the conversation or, like, just maybe your personality changes a bit in relationships. And I think it's equally possible that that's in a non-malicious way versus like, a oh, we like you better single. Like, you're not fun anymore. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's twofold and you just have to decide what that as like what that is. Um, but I think that like, it also makes a lot of sense to me that if they live to all live together and you're all spending all of this time together, if you're gone for like a good chunk of time, pretty often, like, they are naturally going to become closer because they are Mm -hmm. spending more time together. And that is always like a rough thing because she said two other roommates or is it three other roommates? I was going to say, um, in general, three, three Three other in general, that's tough though, because then you become the, the odd one out. Like it becomes like, and then they bond and talking over this and then you miss jokes and you're not relating to the things that they're referencing or there's certain things that you missed out on and all of that stuff. And it, you might also feel like you're missing out on the friendship. And this happened to one of my friends. You feel like you're kind of missing out on the friendships. You kind of overcompensate with being like, oh, like my boyfriend and I did this. And like talking about this kind of thing, which all it does is like create a further divide. So I think a lot of people lose friends when they're in relationships. And I am like a big believer in <laughs> you shouldn't do that and give people like the benefit of the doubt in relationships and kind of like let that take its 
course and just like if your friend's going to be obsessed with their partner not saying that you are but if they're going to be really invested and like really obsessed and kind of make everything else take a back seat i'm in the belief system that i'm like i'm just gonna let you do that but like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna chase after you but then if Mm -hmm. you get upset at me for not chasing after you i'm gonna be like no that's this is not gonna work in that way but i do think that this is usually something that people grow out of so Maybe for them, they just like the first time around, they dealt with it. And the second time around, they're like, this is a pattern and this is like sucky and annoying. Or again, maybe they're just the kind of people who prefer to be hanging out with other people who are single and not talking about their relationship or anything like that. Yeah. But if I were you, I just get new friends. Yeah. (laughs) You don't, you're not invested in them. It doesn't see because you're like. I'm about to start over. I just would. I just don't want to make new friends because of the pandemic. Well, you're also moving. Yeah, I don't think you're invested in them at all. No, they're your roommates. I think you're only invested because of the proximity. Yeah. So I think just like, don't make, I just would just continue living on, do what makes you happy, spend time with them if you want to spend time with them. Don't if you don't and just like get through until the end of the lease and then I think you'll naturally just grow apart after yeah i don't think there needs to be like a sit-down conversation or like a blow-up fight or anything just the slow fade okay never break <laughs> okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us 
you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and 
and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back from our break, and I'm going to share what I did during the break, which was Google shit white people say. Okay. <laughs> white people love saying something went down the wrong pipe when they choke. For that, my dad does say that, though, but he doesn't. It, it's I think that's like a white people dad joke. It, yeah, border. there is a lot yeah. of crossover between white people jokes and dad jokes. Yeah. And then when you have white dads, it implodes. Oh. Mox's I just brother. think of Phil Dumpy. <laughs> the epitome mm -hmm. white people love saying well someone's not happy when they hear a child crying somewhere yeah um white people love saying get these away from me after they've eaten a few chips <laughs> white people love saying looks like you've got some sun <laughs> yes white people love to say well there's my oh and then hold on if we go in with that oh look i'm almost as dark as you that's white people around black people that makes my skin happen all the time. I... All the time. <laughs> I can't imagine what would possess someone. Cause like, you know, there's the whole thing of being like, oh, I'm trying to like relate to you. And I have an, that's like a neurodivergent ADHD thing that like I can like put myself in someone's shoes, but I'm like, that's like, how? <laughs> that's it would always be optional. It would always be after somebody would come be would come back like from vacation. I don't know, like a middle of the school year vacation that wasn't spring break, and they'd always do it, always. Oh my! The audacity that they got in Mexico—they're just like the caucasity. <laughs> you mean? 
went to Cabo for a week. Comes back. <laughs> Caucasity levels off the fucking chart. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Oh, God. White people love to say, well, there's my workout for the week after climbing two flights of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> White people love to say, see you next year at 11.59 on New Year's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's going to kill you. White people love to say, this ain't my first rodeo. But in fact, <laughs> they have never been to a rodeo. <laughs> Uh, but me from Arkansas, exactly. there I, plenty of rodeos. White people love saying it's going. When you ask how's it going, like where is it going, Patrick? Where is it going? That 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 annoys me so much. Like where? Pick pick where it's going. That's the same. I get the same feeling when black people say feeling some type of way. Oh, same same thing. I'm like, pick a fucking way. How do you feel? <laughs> I hit the mic. Sorry about that. Uh, White people love to say nice blinker when someone turns without one. I do that all the time. White, oh, this kill this one. White people love saying fancy meeting you here to their friends when arriving at a pre-planned destination to see those (laughs) friends. Oh my god. White people love saying anywho instead of anyhow. White people love saying it must be free then when something isn't scanning at the register. White people lo- live to add the word freaking into a word like half freaking hilarious for mm-hmm. no freaking way. That makes mm-hmm. my skin crawl for no freaking reason. White people <laughs> love saying what's the damage and then chuckling when they have to pay for something. Oh, yeah. Uh, White people love saying ready, Freddy, when they're about to leave somewhere. (laughs) I haven't heard that one in a while. (laughs) If a white person say, I tell you what, you about to get the best deal ever. (laughs) Um, White people love saying hello, stranger, after you've taken a day off of work. (laughs) White people love on the phone, love saying I'll touch base with you tomorrow. The fuck is this? Capture the flag. (laughs) What about circle back? That's the corporate crossover. Mm-hmm. White people love saying, let's take a silly one now during a group picture and stick their tongue out. Oh, yeah. Uh, white people love. S- I remember being like having a family photo and then my sister said that. And then one of our other, other relatives were like, they've been around white people too much. <laughs> Oh my god. It's just so funny. White people love saying a million dollars when the server asks if they need anything else. Oh, oh. That's my that's my dad though. Anytime you ask him any present, one million dollars. This person I think is also I know this person on Twitter, they're funny. Uh Say Jones said, White people love saying, let that sink in, like it's a mic drop. Mm-hmm. White people love saying, must have known we were coming when a front row parking spot is open. Oh, my God, this one. White people love saying, that's okay. We'll go for a ride when they get on an up elevator before they go down. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. White people love saying, whoa, it's a party in here. We're entering a crowded elevator. Oh, my God. White people love to say it's a hit at at potlucks. White people love saying, cool your jets, mister. (laughs) White people love saying, I'm still nibbling on it when the waitress tries to take the (laughs) flight. Oh, wait. White people love saying 50 cent. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, emphasizing it so much. Like, 50. It's like, 
Or even like Lil. Like you don't say Lil, it's Lil. Like Lil. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> wow. White people love saying gracias to their cashier at Chipotle. Mm hmm. Oh my God. Oh, my cheeks are hurting. <laughs> me too. That made me cry. Oh, it's so fucking funny. And now imagine you get defensive and you can't enjoy that. Like, <laughs> you can't enjoy There's nothing that makes me laugh harder than those. Like, they're so accurate. Like, come on. The amount of times I have said those things, like, the just, it's so <sighs> funny. Not being self-aware just must really ruin the jokes. Like, there's so, no humor. No humor. Where's the flavor? Where's the spice? I mean, well... It's both speaking of... White people love right. to say salt and pepper are seasonings. <laughs> okay, spices. Spices. That's the difference. But, but yet, over robbing countries for them and then don't even use them. Over... What? White people love to invade countries for their oh, spices oh, yeah. and then don't even fucking use them. <laughs> Facts. I said Robin Hood and I was like, like the stock market? No. Robbing. Robbing, robbing, robbing. robbing. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. I've had to teach Mots that like when I ask him if he seasoned the food, I mean, I asked him if he added um, the spices to the food and he said yes. And I go, did you add salt and pepper? And I, he's like, yes. I'm like, that's seasoning. That's not spices. So if you added salt and pepper to the chicken and you're wondering why our food is so bland... <laughs> Because all there is is salt and pepper. All right. TikTok was the first place I found out that some people just sprinkle garlic salt and then they're done on food. And I'm like, what? That's not even real garlic or real salt. Like, you need, come on. You, right. It's insane to me. Wow. I was, I was offended at myself the other day for leaving my packet of, because I don't, I hate peeling uh, garlic. garlic so i buy it already peeled mm-hmm. and i left the packet out <gasps> oh so i was making lobster at 1 11 30 last night <laughs> there, if anyone ever wanted to know the epitome of your personality it is making lobster at 11 at, uh, lobster at between 11 30 and 3 a.m complete sense to me and i was just furious at myself because i could i had to use the powder and it didn't bring out the flavor as much no that's that's a fucking shame yeah that's that is a that's a crustacean crime Mm -hmm. are there still crustaceans aren't they yeah they're crustaceans Hmm. i think live lobsters look so fucking weird they send you with the picture they send you a picture (laughs) Oh, hold on, you can't see it down there. This is the people that like oh, this, these are my lobsters. My lobsters. So uh, we're assuming them. Allison is the human holding them. That's not the lobsters. <laughs> it's on a Polaroid, so oh. that's how they send it with the lobster. That's cool. So they're like, "You're getting it fresh, baby." You know, I think I got twenty. <laughs> oh. My God. <laughs> You're frozen, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Holy I just sh- got the tails. The tails. Oh, okay. Because they're less work. But I yeah. got 20 tails and like five pounds of other fish. 
I die. It's just <laughs> so fucking funny. That's like what everyone should follow you on Instagram for besides your like, you know, wonderful. My favorite part of your con. I love the fact that it can be again like midnight and you're like, oh, midnight snack. Unless it's just cutting into a beautiful large ribeye. Like it is just like and like mashed potato. Like it is just like <laughs> glamorous luxury meals at times you wouldn't expect. And also, like, you just wouldn't necessarily expect someone who's, like, cooking for themselves at home. Essentially, it's, like, Michelin star level. Like, you yeah. live at a steak, like a steakhouse. Oh, I ran out. I got to bring back. Actually, I was, like, one other reason why I'm moving is because I want to get a deep freezer. <laughs> so I can put it in the garage so I can just buy all my meats and stuff. Because now I, I have... It's packed with lobster now, and I don't have room for my steaks. <laughs> I am dying. Oh, it's just so funny. Oh, it's I can't wait till you're like an old lady who still has these eccentric habits. And it's like, don't don't touch that. That's that's Melissa's lobster freezer. And it's just an entire freezer of lobster. And then I'll like have like money money. <laughs> Oh, I can't even. I'm gonna be like unstoppable. Unstoppable. It'll be like there's my caviar cap. Yes, like Like the only the only trajectory that makes sense is you have to become a housewife at some point because you are gonna be butt naked and the only thing you're wearing is like a three thousand dollars silk robe open. And then you yes. have your fucking freezers of your luxury. <laughs> I literally have been trying to get my sisters to carry outdoor pajamas is what I like to call them. <laughs> it's like so big so they won't do it. It's like my, my hill that I'm trying to die on. And I'm like, like, I found another this place that like yesterday I sent them this picture. I was like, you guys could have been on this. It's literally a woman who has on like silk pajama ish, but they're like Cute. You couldn't tell if they could be outside or they're meant for the indoors with no shirt on underneath. It's just open. And I'm this this is the life that I'm trying to have. <laughs> and you are not supporting me <laughs> in my future. Yeah. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. Like Reciprocate. I'm trying to bring I'm trying to bring like imagine because that's all I would wear. And I would be like wearing it everywhere free walking advertising and look at you you could be buying it from somewhere else but no you're encouraging i'm encouraging, encouraging they're not getting like i literally sent it because it was like two when i sent it so then they woke up this morning they're like here we go again <laughs> and i was just like fine you know what i'm gonna buy from this place and when i look fucking fire you're gonna be mad well but whatever the part that makes so much sense too is those like indoor outdoor pajamas you know what levels them up heels and you want the only exactly. thing that you do exactly. love that doesn't add up to that heels yeah butt naked and high heels <laughs> like it would make so much sense i have to send you this picture exactly. i wonder if this is the same thing the same style that you would liked um jackie Ina was wearing them and i i want them and she has them in like different colors. And I, I do, but I would do I would do the shoes that have the little fuzzies. Oh, I call them Blanche Devereaux <laughs> shoes from Golden Girls because that's the first person that I saw wearing them. Um, yes, I do like that. I don't know if that would be like my go to. My go to would be more, and I'll 
for, for the people watching on Patreon, I'll pop, we'll pop, pop, I'll send these to Katrina and she can pop them in so people can see what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, first of all, it's called the Say My Name set. Say my name, yep. say my name. Wow. Oh, those shoes are fire too. Mm-hmm. You should get well, some I would, as I wouldn't wear it because I have. Do you not like your toes? Thick, I have thick, juicy toes, and so I would Ew? not put my toes in there. Ew! Why <laughs> do you just describe them? Like that's what they. You are. just describe them. They look like sausages. They, they look like you just describe them like kielbasa. You just describe them as like, like they literally look ones? like little sausages, little Vienna sausages, <laughs> little weenies, little weenies. <laughs> no, mine look like the. Um, um, like Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, Dean. yeah, <laughs> the ones that are in the you know mm-hmm. toe shaped. That's what my toes look those like. Those ones are great though. Um, wrapped up in the Pillsbury little, sh- and you do the mm-hmm. pigs in a blanket. Sydney's family used to do those. Oh, I loved those. Yeah, with some spicy mustard. Oh Oof. yeah, you could do spicy mustard, or you do like put a little jelly on the side too. You could do either one for <gasps> the salty or sweet yeah. or spicy. Wow, everyone, should we start another podcast where we just talk about random shit? I think we yes. should. I think we, I think should, we should too. I think, I think we, should we should start. We should do multi- either another podcast or we should do multiple episodes during the week. I think we should do just another podcast. Okay, let's do just it. Just new podcast. New podcast. Yeah. Who this? And we do <laughs> under the Don't Blame Me Network. Like, like seriously though, guys, do you guys think that we should have another podcast that's not this, mm-hmm. where it's just us talking yeah. and hanging out? girl chatting might invite some other gals mm-hmm. in i think it'd be so fun because like why not monetize her friendship more than we already have right do you know what i mean like i mean we're working on other revenues that is too. true we are, <laughs> we've we got are, two also yeah. can we just say for two people who two bitches who like staunchly are like do not fucking like work with like don't live with your friends like all of that shit we don't do Anything but without you do know what this it's the because difference we became is. friends through working together. Yep. yep. But also it's also like an exception. Like I wouldn't work with anyone else the way that I work mm-hmm. with you. <sighs> wow. Okay. Let us know if we should do another podcast, everyone. Yeah. Cause I would love more shit to do with this. Because I like this. <laughs> Me too. So we're back from our break. Should we get into the rest of the calls? Oh yeah. <laughs> For this podcast that we're on right now, don't blame me. Oh, yeah, this one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am so sorry in advance about all the car noises. I know that's a big thing with all of these voicemails. Anyway, I'm just calling about relationship advice. My fiance and I are both 20, and we're in a long-distance relationship, and everything is really good. Not, there's nothing, no red flags, just it's a very good relationship. My only concern is that when we get married and I have to move, I'm, I've gotten used to being alone. Not necessarily alone. I've just gotten used to doing my own thing. He's doing his own thing. I just need advice on how we can both do our own thing still while being together because majority of our relationship has been apart, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just going to be hard for me to learn how to be with someone else constantly. Thanks. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Okay. I think you should move in before you get married because it doesn't sound like you know how to have, like, to live with someone that, like, you don't, 
you don't, I mean, you don't owe anyone anything, but do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like you've like, maybe you have lived with roommates, but like, it doesn't necessarily, doesn't totally sound like this. You haven't like lived with a friend before and like kind Mm. of created those boundaries and gotten like used to it because, um, (laughs) it's hard. And like, I don't necessarily know what I can tell you to like prevent it from being hard or make it easier. Like it is just kind of like trial and error and like figuring it out. And I, I personally would think that doing that while you're engaged before you're married is creates a lot more comfortability of like being honest with things you're like not happy with or like all of this. You mean moving in before you're married? Yeah, because you said you said engaged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. moving in together while you're engaged before you're married. Mm -hmm. You have only really been long distance, like all of that kind of stuff, like there is like a natural period when you move in with someone. And even when you've been long distance and you're together that like, you're kind of like best foot forward, like on my best behavior. And like, it takes a minute for you to get comfortable in being like super honest. And like, if they're driving you crazy or they haven't cleaned up something or blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of pressure to like, not really be like that because you're like so excited and you want it to be great. And I think like being newly married is even more pressure there that I would I would, I like, I would focus on being roommates first, but. Yeah, yeah, I I agree because if you've been long distance for most of your relationship, like you don't know each other within even being like in the same place. Mm -hmm. So like, what if you guys like get together and you can't even like, you have different living habits, you have different definitions like you don't know like what your actual definition of like quality Mm -hmm. time is because it's like one of you guys going to see each other or talking over the phone it's just a big transition so I would say like you guys need to get in the same place like at least the same town yeah you guys you don't know each other as a as two people that live together so you're right though but you don't even know each other as people who date in the same city yeah like so you're already going from long distance to being in person is a huge transition for couples like again because like you said like you're only spending like a week together a weekend like phone calls like you kind of like pack everything into a small period of time because like you have to get everything in and all of that stuff because like what i'm not gonna see you again for x amount of time so like that's already like a big transition and so is being engaged and so is living together. So I think if you're going to do all of these huge life milestones, maybe hold off on one of them to kind of make this transition easier and make it so you're both comfortable. Because like, no matter how long you've been dating, how much you love someone, blah, 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 moving in with someone, there is a learning curve. And there will be arguments and there will be fights and all that. And like, they only get exacerbated when you don't say something, when you don't be, when you're not being honest and you're kind of trying to like be again on your best behavior, quote unquote, and all of that. So I would just hold off on that because yeah. Yeah. Also, (laughs) you are both so young. And like, I have, if you, anyone wants to get married young, go for it. That's great. But you 
are you have valid concerns and those concerns the solution is not power through the solution is like let's sit in this and take our time with all of this like maybe it's having a like a long engagement all of that but it is always so much better to like take it step by step and then reassess from where you're at then kind of take all of these big leaps and hope they all simultaneously work out at the same time like mm-hmm. at once i'm just i can't imagine getting married at 20 my sister melanie got married at 21 i think 22 but they'd been together since they were freshmen in high school and like they had already had a baby like they had been together like living together like audrey this is adriana when Mm -hmm. she was like they got married when she was like i'm gonna say like six months old maybe um so so but like they had already they'd been like doing all like living together and being together and had been together for years Mm -hmm. so like that's one thing i don't know your situation how long you guys have actually been together but you haven't like we keep saying you haven't physically been in the same space yeah if the majority of your relationship has been long like almost all of your relationship has been long distance there is a chance that like someone like one of your best friends from back home and you never dated but then you started dating once you both were sophomores in college or juniors in college or i don't know how i don't know how old you are you're in college and you've been like long 20 yeah you've been long distance or it's someone who you met that you didn't know prior so like you also only know them even just as a person in a long distance way but like with your sister like that that's a natural progression of a relationship Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like those are like and they had been engaged before like adriana was even conceived so like but those are like steps you know like they were steps that they took yeah and like there is no right way to like do a relationship or anything especially when it comes to like it's not like oh like you start dating you get married or you get married you have a baby you buy like there is none those are Mm -hmm. there is no specific timeline but there are all of those steps and i think you just need to space those out and give each period like it's due time to like not only just like get to like not only like get acclimated and get comfortable but like enjoy it like enjoy those pro like the process of like oh my god i'm so excited about moving in together like let that breathe and let that be a thing that's not i'm so excited for us to be in the same city let that breathe for a bit do that and then when you're like okay we've done this and now i feel like we're ready for this next step let's do this but i think like especially when you've been long distance for this long you're going like zero to a hundred and yeah, I I just think like I would enjoy those like each and every step and like really spend time in each one before making the decisions of being doing it all at once. Like I'm not even saying like, oh, don't be together, like not at all. It's just enjoy every time frame of the relationship of being together, because I think like doing it, everything all at once can just be overwhelming yeah and i think it can break relationships that would not have broken otherwise like i think it puts so much pressure on both of you like it puts so Mm -hmm. much fucking pressure on both of you and on your relationship which is really fucking hard let's get to the next one 
Hey, Megan and Melissa. So I'm a 24-year-old Gemini, and my boyfriend is a 28-year-old Sagittarius. Both of us are he slash him. So my boyfriend is currently going through, um, I don't really know what you would call it, a wellness retreat or mental health rehab because he's been dealing with pretty bad depression and anxiety lately. But this is like the third time he's gone for in the last four months, and we've been We've been together for coming up on a year, like here here pretty soon, and I know this really helps him mentally, but for him to keep going back makes me feel like I'm not enough for, for him and I'm not helping him in the way that he needs, and then he's kind of choosing them over me, and we're also long distance right now because of my job, and that makes it kind of harder because he has very limited phone time when he's there, so we don't get to talk as often as we normally do. So I guess my question is, how do I not feel bad about him getting the help he needs? And how do I stop being kind of such a selfish person thinking that I can fix everything myself? Thanks so much. I love the podcast, you guys. You need to go to therapy. Because this is like, the fixing mentality is, um, I have friends, <laughs> I'm... I don't think I'm a fixer. Maybe I was at some point, but I've I've kind of usually been the person that people are like, let me fix you. But I have friends who've dealt with this and like it can seem really innocuous and like not really like a, a big thing or anything or it stems from something. It's just like a personality trait. But a lot of the time people who are fixers, it, it comes from something specific and like it is a trait that you bring to every relationship and like not just romantic relationships. Like you tend to like, collect friends like that and it you it, it stems from something and um i would also say just like having talking to a therapist and having a greater understanding of mental health and what he's going through will make you understand that like not only are you not qualified like it's not that it's not your responsibility you are not qualified to help him like you are not qualified to be giving any sort of like therapy to him when he needs therapy and like that acknowledgement on his part that that is like and I think it's great a lot of people who like have a, a hard time going into treatment centers and doing things like that but the fact that it's like this is something that really helps me and I've been going back and doing x y and z and all of that and like he's being open with you about it I think um is like very self-aware and understanding and knowing that and you couldn't work there. <laughs> like you don't have, as far as we know, you don't have the credentials to, to do that. And so you thinking that you do, not even necessarily practically thinking that you do, but you thinking that there is something that you could do that would make up for and equate to professionals helping in like an intensive setting like that is not coming out of nowhere. Like that's coming from mm -hmm. somewhere for you that like you were asked at some point in your life where you kind of had to like overcompensate and step in there. And like, maybe it was that role for a parent and you had to be that like listening ear and that taking care of someone or anything like that, that you were doing something that you were not qualified to do, but you did that. And that was expected of you. And so then that becomes something that you continue to do over and over and over again. Um, but his mental health has nothing to do with you. And there's nothing you can say or do. You can, we said this before, there are things that you can do that can hurt people's mental health. There is not anything that you can say or do that can help someone's mental health. Unless you are the person who has caused, like if you've triggered them and caused them like to, 
I call my my therapist, I call it spiraling. Then in the moment, I need an apology from you for that active thing. But like my anxiety or my depression or my PTSD, like that is nothing to do with you. And it also is like brain chemistry and chemicals and trauma response and all of that stuff that like, even if you say or do something that ignites it, that doesn't happen in every single person. And like, that is, that is his brain and what he needs to work with, with a professional. And I also think I want to like tag on to what you say, you said about them, um, about your boyfriend choosing them over you. And it's not that he's choosing himself. And so like, you should be a supportive boyfriend and like, he's working on himself so that he can be a better person. And in turn, that will make him a better partner. Mm -hmm. And so he is choosing you in, in that sense too. Yeah. And the thing is, is he's choosing him. And I think that scares you because now you're Mm -hmm. not left with someone to fix and you have to choose you and you're not comfortable doing that. Yeah. And that's why I say therapy because. Yeah. Cause then that's you choosing yourself. As Megan was and saying. And you need yeah. to do that because you helping mm-hmm. someone is not choosing them. That is no. helping someone out when you, is also kind of a selfish act. And that's something that we do when we don't want to focus on ourselves. Like I, I fucking distract, redirect, all of that stuff. I'd rather throw so much at something else than like internalize and like reflect and do all of that stuff. And I think you feel like a little like, what the fuck, dude? Because he's now leaving you with you and you're Mm -hmm. like i don't want to do this yet like i'm not i don't i don't want to do this and i think simultaneously he's doing what you're not comfortable doing yet and that's also a big fucking reminder that it's like fuck because not that i'm saying that this is how you feel at all but sometimes we can cast people in relationships with like okay they're the mentally unwell one i'm the stable one they're the this one i'm the that one and you've given yourself this caretaker kind of role and that he's the one who's dealing with all of this stuff and like you're there to support him and then he goes and deals with that stuff and it's like well who gave you that role you and Mm -hmm. we only give ourselves those roles when we have stuff that we haven't dealt with yet and that is no knock on your relationship at all um or like who you are as a person and being compassionate all of that stuff but there is a huge difference between caring about your friends, being compassionate and like being there for your friends, then having people or not even like I I say friends just because I'm projecting from other friends, but like there's a huge difference between being that person for people in your life than um, having people in your life that you you just want to be around and not have a to-do list or things that you're fixing or working on and all of that kind of shit yeah this is yeah yeah so you gotta figure that out for yourself because you're not being the strongest partner for him i would also like really take invent like i'm not i like am so like you have to go to therapy like this is so important and at least like read books on this kind of stuff until you're able to do that But the least helpful thing that you could do right now is make him feel like he has to choose between his mental well-being and you 
and that you should be able to fix him because that is so dismissive when it comes to mental health. Like Mons and I have had, we've, this is something we've worked in in therapy for like so long that I was like, if you feel like you need to fix me, I'm, I fucking, that breaks my heart because I'm like, I'm not going to get fixed. And like, are you Mm going to be, are you okay with that? Like, this can't be like a, this kind of thing. But like, that was like a whole process for us, for him figuring out like, how can I care for somebody without, that's like my go-to, like his go-to is just like, he's a, he's a problem solver. And it was like, oh, okay. Sometimes like there is no problem to solve. It's just like a thing that exists. And like, I just need to be there. And that's what there is to it. But like, making him feel like you all he needs is you and even if that did work then you've just created someone who's entirely codependent and whose mental health is completely resting in your hands which is not your responsibility mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be ever yeah yeah i suggest like going back and listening to the update for the episode that comes out or came out on march 8th um when she was talking about her codependent relationship and how that wasn't good for either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that they're like, I, I, I think that this relationship, it, I don't want to say it's like, I don't think it's doomed or anything like that, but Mm-mm. I just think that you need to, you've spent so much time focusing on his mental health. So you don't have to focus on yours. Mm-hmm. And, and you're making it about you when it's not about you in the sense that you think. No. Yeah. It's about you in the sense that you seek out relationships like this because of you. Mm -hmm. And that's how you ended up in this situation. But that's, it's not your responsibility at all. Yeah. I hate, I hate, this is like such one of those things that I'm like, I apologize for this kind of like meteor to your life. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like this is, because it Mm -hmm. is like, I... I have close friends who this was, this is what brought them to therapy that it was like, they are fixers and they do this over and over and over again. And like, it's a, which, which might've been like an initial attraction thing because it feels like they're missing something and I have something to give to them Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And then just when it becomes so dependent on that, then that tears the relationship apart because then you, when the other person realizes that no this isn't healthy and i need to to figure out like what what what's going on in with myself then the other person feels left behind Mm -hmm. and it's like earning your keep in a relationship that's not that's not Mm -hmm. what it's about it's like you you're you're what do you again yeah you're earning your keep and that's just like not how it like works and all that stuff and i also think as a society we like praise those qualities in people of like oh my god like they're taking care of like damsel in distress like take someone taking care of me and all of that kind of stuff and also we also romanticize like rise and grind working so hard and doing all mm-hmm. of this stuff and so when you are praised growing up for like i think about when it's like oh my god you are so mature that's that's not a compliment for a kid like that like yep i get it all the time like it's not like it the idea that it's like oh you you are you've been like given this hand in life that like no you didn't ask for this kind of shit Mm -hmm. and you're handling it like an adult when you shouldn't have to and then that becomes a compliment that it's like hey you're taking on way more than you should and that's a good Mm -hmm. thing good job and then for the rest of your life you keep doing that 
And it's not 100% even 100% me. Yep. And it's not even necessarily like outward trauma that people like think of, but it's like come single single parent household. You really had to take on more responsibility. You had a parent dealing with mental health, had to take on that responsibility. You had a uh, grandparent around take on younger sibling. You had like something that like, and then it's like, good job. And then that, especially when you're taking on extra things, that praise and like verbal affirmation that you're doing a good job. That's usually why we start doing those things in general. Then you get that mm-hmm. dopamine and then it happens over and over and over again. And then we end up in these situations that it's like, what? But then you can look and you're like, oh, maybe I have a perfectly happy family. Like maybe this doesn't make sense. And it's, it doesn't necessarily come from like a traumatic event. It can just come from, I was praised for doing something I didn't need to do. And now I always do things I don't need to do because I need that praise. And mm-hmm. that's how I felt loved. And that's how I saw it and all of that. So here I am telling you to go to therapy and like, you can't be a therapist to him. And I'm like, therapizing me shit out of you. Uh, you're more so sharing from your own yeah. personal experience. Well, it, everything stems from us. Like what happened to us is like children. And like, it's cool to see with how like Mats's brother and sister-in-law are raising I mean, I guess you like take care of a baby and then you eventually raise a baby. But like we talk about like all of that kind of stuff that you like hear about the different things of like why cry it out isn't like a great thing because like psychologically and all of it. My therapist has even told us things like that where it's like, oh, wow, we are tiny little humans who absorb everything. And that forms us into like who we are and our patterns and all of that kind of stuff that's like completely subconscious. It's wildly interesting. But it does feel like a meteor to your life. You're like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? This is not normal. So, yeah. Um, I would also say that last thing I'll say is if you feel like your partner has like sensed this in your conversations, um, I would acknowledge that like that was not okay and like they deserve an apology and wholeheartedly apologize and tell them that you're going to be like seeking out therapy and all of that kind of stuff because... There's one thing about like changing and doing better, but then there's also something that's like really great personally that I love when someone acknowledges like, hey, I now I'm looking back on that thing that I said or did, or maybe you didn't even pick up on it, but like, I need to let you know that like, that wasn't cool of me. And like, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing to change them. That is it for our episode. No, ma'am. We still got don't blame them. This episode is nine hours long. (laughs) Oh, my God. We have Don't Blame Them Now. This is where one of you, a listener, you call in and you give your own take and your own advice on a uh, previous call from a different episode. So what episode? So this actually, this isn't from about a specific episode. This is um, someone that's giving um, general advice about something that we all deal with. Hi, Melissa and Megan. This is a call for Don't Blame Them. Um, it's not for a specific episode or a case. It's just for one in general, since especially right now, I feel like there's been a lot of discussion about forms of grief on the podcast and helping others go through these really difficult moments. Um, so whether it's a form of grief following someone's passing, a relationship or friendship, an event or time that changed due to COVID restrictions, um, all these forms of grief are so valid and these Um, This is for anyone who has called in about any of those difficult moments. Um, My dad passed away about a year and a half ago from cancer, and 
this metaphor helped me a lot to cope and recognize my feelings. So here it is. So we, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you get really excited about something in particular, maybe it's a snack, a specific meal ingredient. Um, if you're me, it's a specific dairy-free creamer. Um, and you get home and you're so excited to eat whatever it is, drink whatever it is to make something for dinner and you're putting it away and you realize it's not in the bag. It got left at the store, got left at the parking, parking lot. Maybe it's the bag boy's fault. Maybe it fell out. Who knows? It doesn't matter whose fault it is. It got left at the store or something. It's not in your bag at home. And you're super sad. You were so disappointed. And no one else was looking forward to this specific thing the way that you were in that moment, whatever it was. And if you tell someone about it or if the person that you went to the store with saw this moment of pure snack sadness, usually all they can say is, "Hmm, I'm sorry. And while it's nice to hear that, no one was looking forward to those perfect pieces of pirate booty or that coffee creamer the way that you were in that moment. And so taking a moment to recognize this, sit with it, adjust with it, and move forward to find something else to be excited about for dinner or coffee time, whatever it was, is super important. And um, taking those moments to be sad before finding the next thing to look forward to um, is extremely valid and extremely important. And so I know it's super silly to have this metaphor to compare something so simple um, to something so difficult, such as grief, but it helped me a lot um, to think of some of the similar ways, similar to Megan's book, that we've all experienced that feeling. And in a way, we're not special. We're not alone. And so maybe it could help someone else out there. And I hope it does. Um, Thank you so much. I love the podcast. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Wow, that almost, I'm like not, and I'm, that almost made me cry. I got a little bit of yeah. it right here. That's like not a silly metaphor at all. Like that, no. as soon as you started saying that, like. It makes so much sense. It makes complete sense. And I think like, yeah, they're right. Like it applies to so much. And like, especially like this time and like what everybody's like going through, like everybody's grieving over something like there's always something mm-hmm. and it's yeah that that's no it's a fan i've never heard about i've never heard that before and that's like an incredible metaphor yeah thank you for sharing yeah. and my condolences to you and yeah i think that's gonna help a lot of listeners mm-hmm. it's gonna fucking help me i'm like mm-hmm. holy shit you also have i don't know what your job is but you need to utilize your voice and your cadence when you speak. You should read inspirational quotes for like a living. Like as someone who directs audiobooks, <laughs> you might be a good audiobook yeah. actor. You have such like a yeah. yeah. I also maybe you're a therapist. I don't know, something. You have such like mm-hmm. a or a teacher. You've got such like um like a welcoming warmth to like your voice and mm-hmm. how you speak, which is a like not only is it like a it's a like a skill that people work on but it's also just like an innate like gift that some people have (sighs) fucking shit wow that was great thank you and that's our episode everyone what a journey (laughs) this episode was it's so long um and maybe if we do like more a new show then we it would be like you know Mm -hmm. one hour for regular show well not regular show one hour for don't blame me and then one hour for whatever the other show is yeah. and 
We would love to do that. So let us know Mm -hmm. if you would be interested in that. I also, yeah, also part of me wonders if we should do an additional show and then add in like a 30 minute episode midweek of Don't Blame Me, but like with a slightly Mm. different format, like doing something like that. I'm just trying to fill so then my we time. just get all five days yeah. a week. It turns into don't blame me. I've actually thought about it too. It would be great. That is it. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Again, we ask you are 18 years or older, have your parents' permission, keep it under three minutes, practice, write it down, and let us know what your pronouns are. We are uh, available everywhere. If you want to listen ad-free, check us out on Stitcher Premium. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. It makes our lives. I love to go look and find them and see the nice ones that are <laughs> make the other ones buried deep 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 down (laughs) you got anything to promote buy my presets buy my book i added a highlight to my preset i added an instagram highlight of my presets showing them you can like if you're like a fellow uh white person you can see how my presets you can imagine your face on me (laughs) for the presets but i made a whole highlight um of how the presets look on people with deeper skin tones and hair and i also shared like the adjustments that i make for them which It's been like very, it makes me really happy to like see people are excited that I like didn't even think about it ahead of time that I'm like, oh, wow, there are a lot of people that you can't really, the practicality of it is like helpful. So check that out. If you are curious, find my book, watch my YouTube channel. If you have any friends in casting, get me a job and working on it, Meg, working on it. I know you are working on it, working overtime. Um, truly (laughs) what about you what do you do you want to promote a show Uh, sure I'll promote she just promotes scandal (laughs) I'm going to promote actually a Real Housewives show podcast that I'm working on uh, not directly but indirectly Um, it's called Portia for Real I don't even know this one I'm bringing drop the new gems on you (laughs) I hope you know that I can no longer recite what podcast you work on. You can't. No. I forget all the time. I have a list now that I have to go back through and like make sure that I cover everything. But uh, Portia is star of Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's one of my favorites. She always has been. And especially like you can go back and see her growth from not knowing that the Underground Railroad was in fact not actually underground to now just being like a hardcore activist and out here in the streets and getting arrested and things like that. But she has a show with her um, mom, Miss Diane, and um, her sister, who Lauren, who you both who you see on the show on Real Housewives with her too. So, But now you get like a full podcast with the three of them. That's fantastic. I hope you all enjoyed. Wear um, Double Up on Your Masks. Um don't have sex with people who don't have more than one pillow what else (laughs) that's a big one and they sleep on an air mattress well you know air mattress could always you're in between places like a single pillow is a choice do what i mean true how about not a sheet on there a fitted sheet i'm sorry some people don't have fitted sheets yeah, they'll just put the top sheet on just like the top and then sleep under the 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 comforter without like an actual sheet. Wait, I okay, hold on. Cuz I don't use a top sheet. I only use a fitted sheet. 
Yes. That's okay. okay. I I mean, yeah, that's okay. Because mine rolls down and yeah, I just don't so pull annoying. it back up. It's annoying. I always put it There's on. Actually, I just never... have you seen? Have you seen that there is like a comforter brand that has it? They have little like um, buttons that go where it connects the top sheet to the comforter. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'll get Great. that. Maybe, probably won't. But um, I mean, I get hot at night anyway, so like that extra layers, whatever. But there are some people that just put that top one on. I'm sorry, I already without the fitting. I already hate a top sheet, and you are going to up for a top sheet over. And the, and the thing you is, just is slip like, and slide. That's what I was gonna. It, it's it's gonna pull like ew. No, it's ew. disgusting. And also, well, I guess also it makes a lot more sense if it's some like straight cis dudes who have mm-hmm. that because That's, of course who i'm referring because to. like who i don't know if i've ever to? owned a mattress that doesn't have a period blood stain on it they're 100%. mine but like i don't know a si- i don't know anyone who menstruates mm-hmm. whose mattress does not have 100 one yeah it only takes one time now i mean the ones that i have on now are pretty because now i i always use a mattress protector plus like a um feather bed type thing on top of it so none of them are new at this point (laughs) but they you know they're there there exists it was this is my story with this and then we'll actually end the podcast the one day the one fucking day i was lazy i took my mattress protector off i was like doing like a whole i think i like flipped my mattress or something Mm -hmm. um because i spilled coffee on it so i like flipped my mattress took everything off and then i was like oh i'm just gonna I'm just, it'll be one night. It'll be fine. The one fucking night after I flipped my mattress, blood through onto it. And I was like, great, great, great. When I moved from upstairs to downstairs, I left the mattress protector on there. Oh, yeah. And then the guys took it off when they were moving it down. How do moving, how do they not understand? I'm like, if you're going to move a mattress, it will have period stains. You know, it was my. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But and his friend and I was like, why? Why would you do this? There, there's a reason that this was the only thing I left on here. I just they don't understand those straight cis men just don't get why. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time we were like Mods and I were ever like really like doing like taking like mattress protector off and everything else. I'm gonna warn you, (laughs) some stains on here. Mm-hmm. didn't murder anybody but my uh body tried to murder me so yeah oh that's so- okay let's end the episode okay everyone um bye, bye. don't blame me is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts edited by katrina henning and music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.